seriously to get out of jail too. And he also impacted many different types of people. And I just want to encourage you, when you look at your own life, don't underestimate your life. Don't ever underestimate just the, the impact you make in people's lives by just loving people, by just being present with them, looking them in the eye, giving them a hug, appreciating them, caring about them. And one of the things that they said about Wyndham, which, you know, yes, he's gifted elder. He's like the elder of elders, right? I mean, he's the reason why we have so many elders in Boston and New England and Europe is because he spearheaded that, you know, in a big way. Um, he wrote the, the book Golden Rule Leadership, which was an incredible book about, you know, team in leadership teams. The reason why we have leadership teams, I believe, is partly because of that book uh, him and Gordon wrote. Um, but he was a country boy from North Carolina. And just like, you know, Ignatius said, you know, I'm just a country boy, you know, I'm just a, a, a guy, a boy from North Carolina. That's what he was. And God used him in mighty ways. Um, he, he loved people and he made you feel like you were so important to him. You know, and he also obviously is a dear friend to Danielle and I. And he used to sit down with Danielle and say, I want you to repeat after me. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. And help her, just, just helped all the, the, you know, the friends of Melissa, including Melissa, to really see themselves as God sees them. And, um, you know, he slowed down to be with people and love them. And I, he also battled a very difficult, um, terrible, horrible disease called MSA, which was a disease that basically is called multiple system atrophy. Your, your, your cognitive uh, abilities are all there, but your body starts just shutting down and breaking down. And, and I just can't imagine just kind of being trapped in your body like that, what that felt like. He had to be bathed. He had to be lifted. He had to essentially, he needed 24-hour care at the end of his life. And yet he was so grateful till the end. And uh, you, you should definitely check out, you know, Facebook and see the celebration of life. If you can, that would be a really, really special thing to do just to see this man's life. And I think, you know, as Ecclesiastes says, you know, mourning is good for the heart. And it was good for my heart to be there. Really good. It was good to see a lot of people from the past that I hadn't seen. And it was also a celebration of his life. And we know he's in a better place even as we're doing this afterlife series. We know that no longer is he trapped in his body. Right. No longer is he, is he you know, needing those kinds of things anymore. He is dancing. He is playing sports. He is enjoying himself in a new and amazing way like he's never felt before in paradise in the third heaven. Amen? Amen. And also just made me realize that every day is a gift. The fact that you can get up and come to church, guys. The fact that you could take a shower today by yourself. You know, don't underestimate the blessings you have.
Amen? Amen. Um, and uh, this, this series, can I just be honest with you guys? It's been really hard. It's been hard. Uh, it's, it's been wonderful but hard because it, it's, I feel stretched in my faith. I feel stretched in a good way. It's been wonderful to have the ability to study God's word. But I just want to say I am still very ignorant of the afterlife. I'm still very much learning. I could, I, I'm thinking of taking 2020 and just making that a part of my Bible study uh, in a great way. And I want to encourage you that this is just the beginning of the study for you. And, and it's, so, it's such an encouraging study and, and also such a humbling study because I don't, I don't believe God, he says a lot about the afterlife. Yeah. Sometimes I just read, like for instance, I just read the book of Isaiah recently and I feel like a foolish person. Because I read through the book of Isaiah and I am blind to seeing things I'm going to show you today. And I, I, I don't know how, I don't, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, Isaiah, yeah, you're going to kill the nation, you're going to destroy this, yep, yep, yep. And, oh, look at the prophecies of the Christ, I know it's them. Okay, let's get to Syria, let's get to these other things, let's get to the, and I'm missing things. I'm just missing things. And, and I think that's a part of our maturing process is that we realize that there's so much more in the Bible, guys, to explore. Amen. That if you think the Bible is boring sometimes, that's, that's just a, a lack of perspective. Yeah. That the Bible is wonderful. You know, in the, in, um, the words of Tevier from Fiddler on the Roof, <laughs> If I were a rich man, I love that song. I love the whole thing. I've seen it like three times. I'm kind of a fiddler on the roof crazy person. But I have the soundtrack on my playlist. Okay, so just, just know that. Um, but one of the things that I love about the song, if I was a rich man, he talks about his wife strutting around like a peacock, you know, and all these different things. It's hilarious. But one of the things he says is, the greatest thing at all would that I would be able to look into the Holy Word and spend all day in God's Word. That's basically what he says. Because a rich man, he, he, he's a milkman. He has to like deliver all this milk and work the farm. And he could actually get into God's Word. And that's the biggest, that would be the greatest thing of all. That's what he said. At first, you're thinking he's worldly. If I was a rich man, you know, and he is a little bit worldly because he was, they'd ask me to advise of them like Solomon the wise, you know. And he goes and says all these things. And he's obviously not spiritually, in some, some, not the most spiritual guy sometimes too. But the thing he says at the end moves me because, guys, we live in America. We live in a, one of the richest countries ever. We are rich. And you are rich. You are rich because you have time. More time than most people do on this planet. A lot of us, oh, we don't have time. Yes, you do. This Christmas break, you, you're a rich man. You're a rich woman. Get into God's word like you've never gotten into it before. I want to encourage you to dig deep. I want to encourage you to ask yourself a question that, that, you, that maybe it's been a doubt in your mind for a long time. There's so many doubts that we have that we just let linger in our hearts and minds. Is heaven even real? 
You know, that's a doubt, right? Is, is this even real? Guys, dig deep into that right now. If you can get the time to do that. I mean, uh, campus students, you have the time. You literally have spring break. I mean, a uh, Christmas break for spring break soon. <laughs> Christmas break. You have this Christmas break. Guys, I remember my Christmas break. I remember the bad Christmas breaks and the great Christmas breaks. I've had bad ones too. Amen? Bad ones is I'm just going to watch, you know, movies. And amen, you can watch movies. But the good ones always was one common denominator. I got deep into God's word. You know, for those that are working, you guys have time off. Don't just go, I'm going to just lay out and do nothing. Be in God's word. Pick something to study out and go deeper. Amen? Amen. It's my little commercial break. Let's jump in, guys. All right, so life, death, and beyond. We have been talking about these four things. We talked about Judgment Day. We talked about the intermediate place. Amen? We talked about the bodily resurrection, which is also a very amazing study, that, that you and I are going to have immortal bodies, guys. That just the way Jesus raised from the dead... We too were raised from the dead. We looked in the Gospels. We looked at how Jesus rose from the dead and he was a little bit unrecognizable because he was a different form, the Bible says in Mark 16. When I, when, when, you know, many of you were in paradise, we're going to see each other and we're going to be like, wait, is that you, Bob? (laughs) Bob's going to be like, you know, he already isn't fit, but he's going to be even more fit. You know what I mean? And he's going to be the best of himself. He's going to be the best of himself all the time. The, the most stunning that you have ever been. But even a hundred times more than that. But you'll be immortal. You know, Jesus couldn't be recognized at first. Isn't that interesting? His bodily, his bodily resurrection, when he visited the disciples, they didn't recognize him, the Bible says. Why? Because he had a different body, an immortal body. But they also had marks of earth as well. Amen? And we know that, that our bodies will be transformed. Amen? Amen? Transformed. And today we're going to talk about the new heaven and the new earth. Heaven. I used to think heaven was a, a place where, you know, yeah, you went up there and it was like everybody was kind of like sort of spiritual, you know? And, you know, my view of heaven, you know, and, and I, I, clouds have always been my thought. You know, clouds are up there. And harps weren't up there, but, you know, it was kind of like this place where it was kind of like shadowy and bright. And, you know, you just kind of like... Enya is playing, you know, for eternity. You know what I mean? And, and it's just like, you're just like... You know, just in, and that, that, that was my view. I mean, as a kid, that was my view. I just wanted to keep it real. What was your view growing up? You know, we all have a view and, and I want to encourage you, that affects your hope. You know, the movies you watch, the things you grew up with, the, the teachings you grew up with, right? They, they affect you. And so I want to encourage you to, to, to recognize, be aware of those preconceived notions. Amen. As we go into this, into this amazing study. So the thing that I'm having a hard time right now in my Bible study is understanding that there is going to be a new earth, church. That, I'm learning that for the first time. I just want to be honest. I've done a lot of Bible study. I've done a lot of different, you know, I've been trained in Bible and Greek and all these different things. I still don't know that. I don't understand it. 
I am a foolish man. I don't understand what. So who's going to be on the new earth? Who's going to be in the new heaven? What's that even about? Are we just going to be able to be like, hey, I'm going to go check out, you know, Mario up in heaven. He's doing a concert. You know, just go up there. You know what I mean? And that's going to be just a different place, you know, just a, a different part of, of, of it. Is it. Is it just, are we, are we all going to inhabit, you know, obviously heaven could represent the atmosphere, right, of this new earth. I don't even know. I don't know. But I do know a couple things, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. You shouldn't preach about things. I learned this pretty early on in my preaching career. Don't preach about things you don't know. I know that seems, but, but, but so hopefully I can preach things I know today. There's still so much I don't know. Amen. So that's a little diagram. We're going to have this up later. But this is an amazing quote. Our resurrection is the beginning of the future age and the end of this one. For in that age, there is neither past nor future, but only present. Now, I don't even know who this guy was, but that's a profound, profound anti-Nicene father, patristic father, quote. Eternity doesn't need a past or a future if you think about it. You know, we understand past and future because we are time-limited beings, right? But in eternity, there's going to be no time. And you'll just be in the present. And time might fly by, but there will be no time to even record. We're not going to have New Year's. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Guys, it's (laughs) 5 billion, 600 billion, 284 million, you know. Bring in the New Year, you know. It's not going to be that way because... There's no time. We're going to be able to be in the present. Living in the present. That is so hard for us to understand right now. We're all somewhere right now. Where where are you right now? Are you in the present or are you in the future? I think most of us are in the future. What am I going to eat today? After church. I got to play practice, and I didn't bring any food, and that thing's going to be till four. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then, and in the past, you're like, wait, did I get groceries? We're going to, that's, I mean, Danielle and I, the, the question we hate the most, what are we going to have for dinner? Are you kidding me? It's always the question, what are we going to have for dinner? And I'm kind of like, let's just fast. I don't even want to think about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, I, I got to go to Hannaford's and dit, 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 you know? And it's like, oh my goodness. And I just want to encourage us, like, that's our life right now. No one is in the present all the time. We can't survive in this world if you, if you live like that. I'm just going to be in the present, you know? Oh yeah, I have a job. I got to be there at nine, but I'm just going to be in the present, you know? Guess what? You're going to have a lot of time to be in the present because you're not going to have a job. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it's, like, it's like really challenging you know, to, to be that way. But that's what's wonderful about heaven, guys. 
No to-do lists. How silly is a to-do list in heaven? Because it's time limited. Why do we make to-do lists? Because we need to do them. Before a time period, right? I know. Preach about things you know, right? That's what I'm doing. Okay. The new heaven and new earth. That's the name of it. My first point, we're going to be real quick point today. God has prepared an inconceivable new world. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. You and I, that's why how, how so silly it is to preach about heaven for me. I am a silly man. I am a fool to preach about heaven because I don't, can't understand it. So I'm going to do the best I can. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 is a, uh, a, a quote from um, the Old Testament, actually. And it says in verse 9, However, as it is written, right? And where is it written? Isaiah, of course. Guys, check out Isaiah. First of all, you think that's just a book, huh? That guy preached about heaven so much. That's the heaven book. In my opinion. It's the Jesus book and it's the heaven book. And this guy's ministry was awful, by the way. That's what's also crazy. He had like the worst ministry next to Jeremiah. How'd the growth go this year, uh, Isaiah? It went really bad. Actually, someone wants to saw me in two right now. How about your ministry, Glenn? Well, no one wants to saw me in two, amen? Uh, I think I'm feeling more encouraged. (laughs) Jeremiah's like, oh! You know, but in those amazing books, guys, so much God gave them insights into so many things that the apostles were building on. Okay, this is one of them. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind, human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love Him. I mean, talk about Christmas Day, man. Are you serious? Surprise! There's things that you don't even understand that God has prepared for you. Colors, animals, things you'll never even could conceive happen. Think about the earth. I mean, one thing that's never going to go out of business is those nature shows. They oh, I mean, they just make a million of those. They always got to have an English guy speaking in it, though. <laughs> Always need to have that going on. That's quintessential. Okay, we're going to show birds. Okay, who's doing the narration? Got to be an English guy. You know? And, and, and so, or, you know, Morgan Freeman. He, he's pretty good too. But, you know, but the, why are we fast? We watch these birds. We're just sitting there watching them. Wow. Look at these birds. They're, they're doing things. You know what I mean? Just think about what we're doing. We're watching animals just live normal life. And the birds are like, what the heck is that guy doing? Recording us. This is a private thing. Come on now. You know? But we watch these birds. We watch these little bugs that do all these things. And we're fascinated by them. This is our God. He has made these amazing things for us to see on earth. And the new earth is going to even be more incredible than that. Yeah. So much more incredible that we, I can't preach it to you today. Right. 
Even if God told me, I couldn't preach it. What did uh, Paul say? He said, I saw things in the third heaven, in paradise, that I, man is not permitted to speak about. Or another version says, I can't describe it to you. I don't even know what that means. You know, people say, oh, I, well, how did they answer? I can't even describe it to you. But then, then you go into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know? Or, or, you know, this or that. But, but again, this is something I can't describe to you. No eye has seen. No eye has seen. The colors and the, the visions and the things you're going to see. No ear has heard things here. You know, Jesus' voice is like rushing water. Now, the idiot that I am, I wrote a screenplay about revelation. That was the craziest thing I ever tried to do. And as I was writing the screenplay, I was thinking, how do I even do this rushing water voice thing of Jesus? I was trying to think about how do I even do that. That's just one of the sounds. You know? Imagine the angels singing, guys. Seriously. Worship team's awesome. I bet you there's some angels that can sing. Like they sing out of their ears. They sing out of everything. You know, they're just like... You know what I mean? Just, and you're like, oh my goodness. What that's going to be like. The Bible says the angels burst into song when creation happened. Wow. No, no, ears are, no mind has conceived. No mind has conceived. Our brains are incredible. You know, one of the things that I think is going to happen is that we're going to have full, 100% capacity in our brains. Your brain is a fallen brain. Not down on you. My brain is fallen too. You, you've heard the Today Show and this guy, you know, Dr. So-and-so. Yes, you, most, most human beings only use 8% of their brain. It's, and you're really smart if you use 9% of your brain. They're like, oh, really? <laughs> what, ha- what would happen if you, we use 12% and then people start talking like, you could be somewhere else and also be here. Wait a minute. That's like 3%, bro. What are you talking about? Really? You know Leonardo da Vinci might have been the smartest person to ever live. And one of the reasons why is because he could use both sides of his brain equally strong. Most of us either have a right side brain or a left side brain, right? But what was amazing about Leonardo da Vinci, he could, he could paint the Mona Lisa... And then he could invent things that no one ever thought about inventing. That's a pretty interesting guy, isn't it? How about this? He drew maps accurately, and he never was there before. This is fact. This is real. This is like historically real. You go, oh yeah, he was there. No, he wasn't there. He thought about what the place looked like, and he drew it with no other map. Now you go, now you're getting freaky. What are you talking about? This is church. Why are we talking about Leonardo da Vinci? (laughs) Why I'm talking about this is because this guy could do things that we don't understand. There are people in this world that can be somewhere else right now. 
You go, this is weird. What are you talking about, Glenn? Is anyone with me? Do people have ever heard of this before? And, 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 and you might not, but what I'm saying is I think these people can use their brain differently than we do. And if we can use 100% of our brain, we can conceive things that we can't conceive. How can you see God's face and not have 100% of your brain? You're going to need 150% of your brain, right? Because God is so amazing. What God has prepared for those who love, not the angels, God. God has prepared something for you that is so incredible that, that as I talk about all these things, it, it, it's, 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 it's just, it's limited, right? I tr- I'm trying, right? I'm, I'm up here trying, guys. But it's hard, and it's exciting that I, I'm so glad that I can't describe it to you. I'm so glad that I, I can't describe it to you with, with, with a vision or a picture. You know the silliest thing to do is, is we're doing this thing, I punch in images on Google, new heaven and new earth. That's also a foolish thing to do because it's like, wow, these pictures are really bad. Uh, what am I going to use? I use this picture. What the heck is this picture right here? Is this like, a, is like the atmosphere and like the gases happen? What, what is this? This is my picture. This is the best picture I came up with heaven and earth. I spent some time. Danielle sometimes says, Glenn, you spend too much time doing the slideshow. <laughs> this is why, guys. I'm trying, right? I'm trying to show you something cool. This isn't the new heaven and earth. This is like, this is like, I don't know, the ne- planet Neptune or something like that. You know, it's like, what is this? You know, and I'm trying, right? Look at this, Isaiah. This is where we get into the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, see, I will create new heavens and a new earth. He says new heavens, guys. Right. New heavens. There's many different levels of heaven. There's an atmosphere, right? There's heaven, right? And then there's heaven. Right. Then there's the third enclosed paradise place. Wait, is there going to be multiple worlds? Pretty cool, right? Then he says the former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Hmm. This is written 750 years before the Christ came. How about this? This passage is more descriptive or just as descriptive as the book of Revelation is about heaven. That's pretty amazing. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. No one's going to be bored in heaven. All we're going to do is go in, oh my goodness, did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I got to go see it. What about this? Have you seen that? You know, one of the big questions we have to ask is, will our animals, our pets? <laughs> Has anyone thought that? Be in heaven. Come on, Lord. Oh, Lord. You got to remember that this God is, is in love with his creation. You know, one of my favorite um, kind of movies that, that's a kid, it's, um, I forget, it's, it's the, it's the um, oh, What's the song that goes, remember me? What's it called? Coco. They had their spirit animal. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Coco? In Coco, the, 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 the animal in another dimension or another place, another world, the afterlife world, a spirit animal. I'm like, that's pretty cool. 
Lulu, you know, whenever she goes to the next life. Spirit animal, right? But the animals and the things that we do, I mean, imagine an unfallen lion. Imagine the creatures that are going to be there on this new earth. Amazing. It says, be glad and rejoice forever. We will be rejoicing forever and we will be glad forever in the things that God creates for us. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Imagine a world where there's no one sad. That's crazy. Every single day. I mean, tomorrow you're going to go to work and you're going to see lots of people sad. <sighs> my sons wake up the first thing in, on Monday morning. I wake up Noah and he's like, oh, Monday. That's Noah's worst day, Monday. He doesn't like Mondays. doesn't like them, right? I don't blame him, right? The weekend's over and then Monday comes, you know? And, and, but there's going to be no Mondays. Blues. There's going to be no one sad, no depression, no anxiety, no crying, no weeping. It will be heard no more. What would be a world with no sadness? That's amazing, right? Bible says in Isaiah 66, verse 2, As the new heavens and the new earth that I will make endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and your descendants endure. Amazing. Jesus is making everything new. Let's go to Revelation 21. Revelation 21. And I want you to write down these passages. I'm not going to talk about each one of them today, just for the sake of time. But I'm just going to look at two passages as as, um, we think about heaven. Revelation 21. I'll start in verse 1. Then I saw... And I hate that John saw this. Why can't you describe it a little bit more, John, for us? You didn't do the best job. You just, you just said, I just saw a new heaven and a new earth. Is anyone upset about that? A little more description, John. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Now, I love the ocean. What's up with this, Lord? No ocean? Come on, Rick. No surfing? What? Well, the Bible says no sea. And the sea, back in those days, was known to contain evil in it. And so it didn't mean, it also talks about this crystal sea, right? Like glass, right? That's out there. This, it doesn't mean there's going to be no ocean. How can an earth be around with an ocean, without an ocean? Right? We know that. But that sea means evil. There'll be no more evil. That's what I believe it means. Just to throw that at you, right? Mm. So surfing is a possibility, bro. (laughs) I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. That's us. Mm. We're that Jerusalem. Yes, there's going to be a wonderful city, but wonderful cities, but that's us. That new Jerusalem, every time it says new Jerusalem, that's us. Mm. We're new, right? That bride, right? That bride beautifully dressed. You know when the doors open? It's awesome to see a new bride coming down the aisle. And we have some, some of that going to be happening soon, guys. 
you know, Nick and Sarah, Ignatius, you guys, the best thing is to look at the guy yes. when the doors open. Yeah. Oh, Iggy's, Iggy might break a cheek muscle. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? When you get so smiley, you're just like, ow, it hurts. His jaw might get dislocated, right? But, oh, I know Nick's going to cry. I challenge Nick. Don't cry. No. Um, no, I didn't want to do that. I want to put you on your spot. You don't have to cry. It's up to you how you, you experience this. I just want to say. But, again, that, just to look at the bride, the bride that's coming down, that's how God looks at us. That's amazing. You know, and, and, and when I saw Danielle, I was out of my mind. Right? I had to go, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, I gotta bend the knees. It's gonna be embarrassing if I faint. <laughs> and they were going so slow. It was just like, oh, why are you going so slow, you know? And, and it was also wonderful. I'm glad they went slow. And that God feels that way about us. Amen. 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 It says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. And he will dwell with them. I don't care what heaven and earth is going to be like. The the most important detail is that God is going to live with me. God's going to live with you. And it says that... They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. How many times does it show us and, 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 and reassure us that no longer will there be any separation? Physical, spiritual, emotional separation from God. You'll say to yourself, why was it so hard to pray? Mm. He was right there. The whole time. Why was it so hard? Because our flesh, because our immortal bodies weren't caught up with our spirits. But they will someday. He says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death. No more death. No more mourning, crying, or pain. For the old orders of things have passed away. Write down, one thing you'd be really cool, write down everything about this world that you wish there wasn't. That's the old order of things. All that will be gone. Write the things that you love about this world. Those things will be enhanced. He who is seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. There was the Son of God um, movie that came out. And one of the favorite things I loved about what they did, they had that Brazilian guy, he played a good Jesus, right? He said it right when he was, he rose from the dead, he appeared to the people and he said, I am making everything new. And it just gave me chills. And I looked in the Gospels. Did he say that in the Gospels? But he didn't say it in the Gospels. But I think it's so wonderful that he said that. Right when he resurrected, I'm making everything new. 
Everything new. I love new things. Don't you love new things? I love new things. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And this will all be available for you. Where we're going to be returning to Eden. Right? There's a book called Better Than Eden. And it's a really cool book. I, I suggest you read. Because it's going to be better than Eden. And, and you ever think about how the creation feels? About the whole Adam and Eve thing? We always are like, man, I wish he didn't do that. You know, we feel it, right? What about the earth? The Bible says, cursed is the ground because of you, Adam. Wow. The, the earth's like, come on, man. Right? But this is a great passage. Verse 18. I consider our present sufferings, Romans 8, verse 18, are worth, not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. For creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Now, we've had a lot of babies, so we know what that's like. Childbirth. The earth. I don't even want to try to attempt to say what a woman in childbirth sounds like. It's different from every woman. But that's what creation is doing right now. The hurricanes and all the things you see, the earthquakes and tornadoes. What is that? That is, ah, it's the groaning of creation. And, and what, what God, what, what happens is creation's waiting for us to be raised from the dead. You know why? Because when we're raised from the dead, that's when the new creation is ushered in. That's when he's going to make everything new. This was a powerful quote for me. Because we read 2 Peter chapter 3 and it says, The elements will be destroyed by fire. And we think that the earth will be completely annihilated. You hear what I'm saying? But that's not what... God says. He says, I'm making everything new. I'm re- it's a renewal of all things. Yeah. Creation would be like, oh no, we're going to be destroyed and you're going to make a new creation. No, what God's going to do is even resurrect creation. Mm. Whoa, that's amazing God. But he has to start again, right? And to start again, he does need fire. But that fire isn't and, and, and we see this in Earth, right? What is Hawaii, the most amazing place that I've been to? It's because volcanic, you know, a, a volcano exploded and lava destroyed, you know, something. And from those lava rocks, we have this beautiful island of Hawaii, as they say it. Have you ever talked to um, Kristen Lamb? Ask her about Hawaii, and you'll have a lot of fun because she. She's, you know, her family's from Hawaii, and she says it right. She goes, Hawaii. And I'm like, I've been to Hawaii. (laughs) She's like, you've been to Hawaii? And I'm like, 
yeah, I've been to Hawaii, you know, and we go back and forth. But, but Hawaii, it's a great example. And, and these beautiful islands we see, it's kind of cool that God shows us a, a preview of what he's going to do through that, right? And, and one of the cool things about the Galapagos Islands is that it's like that as well. You see different stages of creation. Check out that nature channel. That's really cool. You'll see different stages of creation. Just kind of a, a, a petri dish of the earth. That's, that's a whole nother thing, right? But creation is fired up about becoming Eden again. Amen? Amen. We're going back to Eden, church. But only this time, the tree of life will be able to be picked. And we will taste of its fruit, and we will live forever, and creation will live forever, and there will be no more decay. The word decay won't even be known in our language. Death, decay, weeping, sin, Satan, the devil, demons, we will forget these things. These, that's part of the former life, amen? Right. The former ways. You know, and so for us, I want us to just, as we end this series, I want to encourage us to get deeper. Here's some things you can do to get deeper. We'll take all these messages and start doing your own study, amen? But more than that, think about Eden. I want to encourage you, if you want to understand heaven, Go back to Genesis and look at Eden. Pretty cool, right? First of all, Adam was working. So we're not going to just be sitting there. You know, the Muslim view of, of, of heaven is not the right view. And it says that essentially we're just going to be lying around and like we're going to have servants and harem and it gets a little, you know, R-rated after that. But, you know, there's going to be all these things. We're just going to be sitting around and being fanned, right? That's not, we're going to be doing things. Which is going to be encouraging. What was Adam's job? To name the animals. That's an amazing job. All of us are going to have jobs like that. Like amazing jobs. And the animals submitted to Adam. Like a lion would walk up and be like, Okay, I'm waiting for my name here. You know? What's my name? He's like, Lion. <laughs> you know, like I don't know what happened, how it went down, but 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 Adam had more of his brain, amen, than we did, right? Why did they live so long? Think about that. Why did they live so long? Oh, that's just a bunch of you know crazy stuff. They didn't live that long. Yes, they did. They lived that long because they just came from Eden. You know, and for us all to think about the fact that we, we all fallen. And so what we know to be true, go back to Eden, look at it. There'll be no devil. That's, that's different about Eden, right? In Eden, there was a devil. There'll be no more devil. He, where is he, guys? Cast in the lake of fire with Hades and death. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. You know, and essentially they're gone. No temptation. What's that going to be like? You know why Satan's going to be destroyed more than anyone else and even more tortured? Because he was the first one to, to tempt. Right? Immortal bodies. That was different. Adam and Eve, they, 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 they didn't have the same bodies that we're going to have. 
Um, animals, I put feasting, no decay. God's dwelling place is with us. We will see his face. Amen? Two books that I want to suggest as we, as we close this out and we pray. All Things New by John Eldridge. He wrote Wild at Heart. It's a great, great book. It's a real book about, about the, the fallen world, but also about the new earth. Amen? And it's, it's very well written. And then Surprised by Hope. And, and, and you guys know who N.T. Wright is? Great guy. Great writer. Deep thinker. I think these two books would be a good start. But ultimately what I encourage you is to go through this and remember God is making everything new. Amen. Amen? Let's say a prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time. It's been awesome to do this series. Father, thank you for giving me the privilege of looking into your word and learning these things. God, there's so much more to be learned. God, so much more we could talk about. But Father, we don't have time for that right now. And God, we just ask you, Lord, that even during this break, as we celebrate um, the Lord's coming, that we would think about what is to come. And to, and to really get excited about this Bible study. And to not just to, to say, oh, I learned some things, but to take it deeper, Father. Because, Lord, I believe that our understanding of this means everything. It's really important that we understand these things so that, God, we can guide people in the right direction. But more importantly, so we can live now with this anticipation, God. Lord, I don't want the creation to be more fired up about this new heaven and new earth than me, Father. Amen. God, I can't wait to be using all of my brain. I can't wait to, to, to have no pain in, in, in the new world. I can't wait to have no sadness, no sin. God, just complete security before God because he will be among us. Amen. Lord, what will it be like to walk with God? Father, I don't even know, to be honest. But I'm so looking forward to it, God. Help each one of these people in this room be there. If there's someone who is studying the Bible, God, help them to, to get their name as quick as possible in that book of life, Father. Amen. God, I pray that we would never walk away from this. How could we walk away from this? Because, Lord, Satan tries to sit, tell us and, and deceive us that, oh, it's, it's not a big deal. God, it's, it's everything, God. Lord, as, as, as Paul said, if, we, if there is no resurrection, we are to be pitied among all men. I love Paul. He's like, let's go party if that's not the case. God, he had such a hope in the resurrection. It moved him to do everything he did. Father, help us. I know we're not Christians just so that we could be good people. We're not Christians so that our lives could become a little better. Father. We, we became Christians because we love you, God. And we want to see your face. That's why we became Christians. And that's why I'm going to stay a Christian. It's because, Lord, I want to be with you in that new land. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys.